I had plans to do something just a little bit different today on the program, but technology, it's great, but sometimes getting it all to work together for the first time is, is not as easy as one would hope, but it's still an important program today. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome to the Thursday edition of the program. So here's what we were going to try to do today. For those that listened yesterday, and you heard me mention the idea of having Jim Calhoun with me occasionally on the program, where the two of us can interact with each other, many of you like the idea, and so did Jim. We talked about it quite a bit yesterday. We were trying to get the technology put together where we could do this, but we just couldn't get it all loaded up on his end and make it make a good connection. But give us a few days, and we will do it one day next week where we will actually do a program together. And I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I think that we're, we're coming into a different time for Truth to Ponder. We started this program over two years ago, and at that time, there were two things on the table of interest. Number one, the upcoming 2020 election and a lot of fears about how that election would turn out because of the pandemic, the other issue of the day. We didn't even have vaccines on the horizon. We were told by Dr. Fauci it would be years. It's going to be years before there's a vaccine. Don't worry about it. Just stay locked down and at home, you know, put on four face masks and, you know, social distance and, you know, let your business go under, but you stay home and we'll... The one term I cannot stand is when I get a bogus email from some scam outfit and they want me to do something like you can get this or do that. And it always says, I hope you are safe. I am so sick of this. I hope you are safe nonsense. This is the kind of propaganda and even the scammers have picked up on it. You know You know it's bad when the scammers start using that same term. It became the mantra in 2020, 2021, 2022, and it's going to be the mantra not just for COVID, but for a whole lot more in the very near future. And that's part of the program today. There are things we're going to have to discuss. And there are things you need to understand. Most of you are very intelligent that listen to this program. And you could already see through the nonsense, the propaganda, you know, the the established, well, what's the term I'm looking for? Narrative. The word narrative comes to mind. And we have a lot of narrative going on in our world today. And so, yeah, I'd hope to do this program with Jim, but we'll do others like it. And so I want to kind of tear apart a couple of narratives, make you aware of maybe other alternatives. I've got one story I'm going to share. You may disagree with this story, and that's fine. But I want to share it with you anyway to think. How many of us, and I've been guilty of this myself, fall into the narrative without even recognizing we have been brainwashed? It seems the right thing to do. 
because the media, the media that we trust is telling us so. So if the media we think we can trust is telling us so, then it must be true. Some of the media that many of you trust and I used to trust is not trustworthy all the time. I'm going to come out and say it. As these past couple of years have gone by, actually probably more than two years, maybe going on three or four, I'm beginning to see through the veneer on some of these so-called conservative networks. You know, money talks. You've heard that expression before. And, And I look at networks like Fox News that for years I had a tremendous respect for, but I've been watching my respect for them erode when I'm recognizing that the talking heads at Fox, many of them, not all, but many of them, have become multi-millionaire superstars. They get a lot of time off. I mean, how I wish I could work as little as they do for as much as they make and have all these other endorsement deals. I mean, I, I get sick and tired of emails. Sean Hannity says you need to buy this stock or whatever, or you need to stock up on this. They lend their name out for a price. They get paid millions of dollars. And and in the case, and I'm, you may disagree, and if you do, that's fine. But I'm just increasingly concerned about some of the things that I see on Fox. They've been really happy to take vaccine money. And I played that commercial that they've run and, and Newsmax, another one that is becoming to me a little bit more quasi rhino establishment which Fox, for the most part, has headed in that direction. It's compromise. They want to be, quote, the fair and balanced conservative network. I can get that mantra. I understand it. But they're also beginning to censor certain things because they don't want to offend certain groups. And sometimes truth can be very offensive. And a lot of people don't want to hear truth. And I've got several stories that you need to hear and you need to understand what is going on. Now, this story I'm about to share with you and and I know the individual who copied verbatim from, you know, the subtitles of a speech given over in the other part of the world in Europe. And and this speech is something that the mainstream media here in this country would uh, definitely, well, definitely not endorse. It is something they would consider hate speech. And the individual that, that would make such a speech should be just, you know, shunned and banished and shut down and silenced. You shouldn't think like this. So this, like I say, this is a speech from a world leader who had introduced in his nation some legislation to ban the ever-rising LGBTQ propaganda and grooming and trying to infect into every area of life. 
And I, like I say, I know the individual that copied down verbatim the subtitles, and it's someone that I can highly trust. And so let me read this to you. And the English is a little bit broken because it was being translated on the fly, but I think you'll understand it. And then we will talk about how that would be accepted in this country. Can you imagine if a, if a candidate for the presidency of the United States or the United States Senate or even a congressman or a governor, if somebody were to make a speech like this? And so here's how it goes. We see that many Euro-Atlantic, which means Western nations, have taken the way where they deny or reject their own roots, including their Christian roots, which form the basis of Western civilization. In these countries, the moral basis and any traditional identity are being denied. National, religious, cultural, even gender identities are being denied or reevaluated. There, you know, politics treats a family with many children as equal to a homosexual partnership, at least on a legal basis. And to them, faith in God is equal to a faith in Satan. Person said that the way that sounded in translation, you know, a faith in God is a faith in anti-science, too. The excesses and exaggerations of political correctness in these countries indeed leads to serious consideration for the legitimization of parties that promote the propaganda of pedophilia. The people in many European states are actually ashamed of their religious affiliations. They are frightened to speak about them. Christian holidays and celebrations are abolished or made neutral, renamed as if they were ashamed of those holidays. With this method, one hides away the deeper moral value of these celebrations. Now, I'm going to pause right here. We've been watching the war on Christmas for years. Some people claim it isn't there, but it is. We, we mentioned even in, in Eureka Springs, Arkansas, the mayor was so afraid of one person who didn't like a manger scene, one that had been put up for 70 years in that town by the same organization. And because somebody didn't like it, they demanded it be removed. And the mayor then decided we got to get rid of it. We don't want to have this. Well, thankfully, because people said enough is enough is enough, the mayor capitulated and backed down. And so the nativity scene remains. Now, this silliness in the United States of the separation of church and state, it kind of sounds like Gomer Pyle running down the road, you know, citizens arrest. I mean, this is the silliness that we've come into, that any expression of faith in anything is denied, it is suppressed, it is mocked by the media, by the elites, and is ruled as something illegal by some pinheaded judge. Yet, if you go back in the history of the United States and Canada, yeah, Canada too, 
Let's go back. Imagine. Imagine in the 1700s or 1800s. And there's a nativity scene in a small community in Virginia or in upstate New York or in Long Island or anywhere. And somebody going to the government to demand its removal, they would have been laughed out of that committee meeting or that council meeting. Our own founding fathers, many of them were not true Christians. I understand that. But they also understood freedom of expression. And they never denied and they made it constant. It is embedded in the First Amendment, the, the expression of faith. It doesn't say you can express your faith, but you better hide it. You better put it in a building. You better never be in the public square. It never said that. Like any other speech, including political, it was a God-given right. Even one of our founding documents, the Declaration of Independence, these rights are endowed by our creator. They're not endowed by government. And this is where the left is now going off the rails. They believe that all rights flow from them and government, which is not true. Governments are ordained by God and can be destroyed by God and will be judged by God for the things that they do. And so here we are today with people getting all bent out of shape and their feelings hurt. I saw a manger scene. I'm going to cry. Get rid of it. They're moral reprobates. You know why they don't want to see those things? Because that means there could be a God and it can prick their conscience, make them feel uncomfortable. You know, some of the stuff that comes out of the mouths of these reprobates in the United States Senate, the United States House of Representatives, the parliaments in the United Kingdom, Australia, and Canada are sickening. They're evil people. And so this world leader continues and says, and these countries try to force this model onto other countries globally. Let me read that line again. And these countries try to force this model onto other countries globally. That's right. The United States has intervened. Canada has intervened in other nations' affairs, demanding countries that are opposed to same-sex marriage, they must approve, they must allow, they must redefine, they must shame down their churches and tame them down, tamp them down a little bit in your culture. I really believe these nations should have their own right of self-governance and existence. And if the people are not happy with it, they need to then work to change what they've got. We shouldn't be as a nation, the United States, running in there, pushing certain behaviors that these societies don't want. Another one. Another one. So these countries try to force this model of LGBTQ and transgenderism on other nations. And this leader continues, I am deeply convinced that this is a direct way to the degradation and primitization of of the culture. It leads to deeper demographic and moral crisis. 
What can be a better evidence for the moral crisis of human society in the West than the loss of its reproductive function? And today, nearly all developed Western countries cannot survive reproductively, not even with the help of migrants. Without the moral values that are rooted in Christianity, and yes, even other world religions, without rules and moral values which have formed and are being developed over thousands of years, people will eventually lose their human dignity. They become brutes. They're angry. They're untrustworthy. And we think it is right and natural to defend and preserve these moral And yes, they can be called even Christian values. This leader closes in his speech by saying, one has to respect the right of every minority to self-determination. But at the same time, there cannot and must not be any doubt about the rights of the majority. Now, can you imagine... If a, oh, I don't know, a presidential candidate, a United States senator, a congressman were to get on the floor in a government setting and make a speech like that, they would be ridiculed. They would be torn apart piece by piece by the reprobates at MSNBC, by the LGBTQ crowd at The View and every other disgusting entity that now is polluting the airwaves, working their ways into the public schools. You know, I've shared in this program, I don't have time today, but I've shared in this program, these teachers today, from their own mouth, in their own words, how they are proud of guiding little second graders into transgenderism and convincing Johnny that he needs to be Janet. Or Susan needs to become, you know, Stephen or something. And they think it is their job. They think it is their calling. And all they're doing, if you want to be intellectually honest, and I know that this gets some people mad who occasionally hear me on shortwave, oh, one of them there Bible thumpers. No, I'm just telling you, I'm sick and tired of teachers with green and purple hair and well, metallic things hanging out of their face and tattoos, telling our little children, you you are the wrong, you're the wrong gender. We'll fix it. And don't tell your parents while you're at it too. No, we don't want that now. Now, we learn in Loudoun County, Virginia, you can't trust the schools or the school boards. Man, they tried to hide rape under the names of transgender bathrooms. And they wanted to consider the parents complaining about it as domestic terrorists tackle them to the ground and have the police haul them out. We are becoming a Nazi state with these reprobate, disgusting fools in our governments and in our school boards. If we have any hope as a nation, and we saw it happen in Florida, 
where for the first time people actually paid attention to a school board race. You know, this is the sad commentary on America. People go out to vote for a president, occasionally a governor or a senator or some high-profile election, and they don't do one stinking bit of research on their local council people or the school board. And the people that end up running for the school board are leftist indoctrinators in many cases, even in small-town America, and they have seized the schools. This has been part and parcel of what the left has been trying to do for 100 years to completely dominate and take over education. And because we're so busy with our jobs and our lives and our careers and trying to pay the bills and the ever-rising taxes, we never take the time to go to a school board meeting. And I know that I'm, I'm in my, I'm 68, But today, it's more vital than ever. They don't even know who these people are. They just see a name. And, you know, quite often, they just, you know, eeny, meeny, miny, moe, and they pick one. Or the incumbent must be okay because they've been there before. And I hear the schools are good. You don't know. You only know what you're told. I know down in St. Lucie County, Florida, they tell me how great the schools are. And they do have some good programs. But they also push students through that should not graduate because they want their phony graduation rate to look great. They want you to think they're doing, look, 98% of our students graduate. Yeah, and a lot of them can't read, can't think, can't do ninth grade math, can't do fifth grade math. They can play video games. They can play on their phone. They can watch YouTube, but they can't function in society. They can't even hold a job at a McDonald's without relying on that computer screen. They have no people skills. They have no common sense because the school system has stripped that out of many of these young people and parents so busy with their careers. So what has the left been able to do? They've taken over colleges and universities. Give you an example real quick, and I'm going to get into this in the next segment. Duke University denying a kidney transplant to a 14-year-old girl. You want to know why? She's not vaccinated. Pardon my language here. I don't normally get this angry, but what in the hell does vaccination have to do with a kidney transplant for someone that is 14. Somebody who has virtually zero, outside of the kidney problem, risk of dying of COVID. And why would they want her to take a vaccine which is now proven beyond the shadow of a doubt to absolutely not stop you from getting or spreading COVID? What kind of evil satanic individual would demand and refuse that surgery and allow that young person to die or having the parents go totally bankrupt trying to get this surgery done elsewhere to pay to have the donor fly or or travel elsewhere. Duke University that used to be a respected seminary is trash. It is garbage. It is just vomit on this society. It has one of the worst theological schools full of wokeism, full of 
LBGTQ friendly theology, worship the earth theology. It is now a synagogue of Satan and all they're sending out are the most evil reprobates pretending they're your pastor with their rainbow stoles. Yes, children can be transgendered. They know they have the wrong body in the womb. We need to celebrate the mutilation. We need to celebrate men getting married and letting them adopt children. We need to worship the earth. We need to confess our sins to the planet. We need to be subjugated under the authority of the elites that know better for us. This is the satanic nonsense coming out of the theology schools at Duke. If your pastor is a recent graduate from Duke, fire him. I know somebody that went there years ago who shakes his head that what happened there in 20 years' time. He said it was a little bit strange, a little bit off, not bad 20 years ago, but today it's off the rails. And I remind you that many of the greatest colleges and universities in the United States, Harvard, Yale, Princeton, They were all theological schools back in the day. They've thrown out Jesus and bought in Satan. They're demonically run, demonically possessed. And then you have these other schools that have been co-opted by the left and the Satanists. They're the ones training the teachers that are making sure they're the certified teachers, the ones you can trust. Education has been stolen by the demons from hell. The medical profession has been bought and paid for by corporate money. We have fascist medicine in the United States. In other words, the companies that the government likes are now running medicine. And woke universities like Duke don't care if a 14-year-old dies unless she takes the experimental jab And of course, Duke will never take any responsibility for the damage done. Isn't that typical? The morals of our society have been challenged to the core. They're being eliminated systematically. Public education is stripping them out of your child and telling your child, never tell your parents because you can't trust them. But you can trust us. And so, who's the one that made that that speech? Vladimir Putin, just about a week ago. Vladimir Putin, the Russian leader. The one despised by all of the mainstream media. The one that's giving you a one-sided story about Ukraine. Look, I don't understand all of what's going on in Ukraine, but I do know that it's been a source of money laundering and corruption for decades. The leader of Ukraine, in case you didn't know this, is not some super patriot. He's an X-rated comedian, and I mean X-rated, who has done some pretty raunchy films and comedy sets, and he was picked to run for president in a newly made party and how he's accumulated all these millions. By the way, FTX, you remember them? You know, the 
crypto creepy kids and their billions of dollars. We send a lot of taxpayer money from the United States and Canada to support Ukraine, and they went and bought FTX cryptocurrency, the government of Ukraine. And so that money filters back and buys elections in the United States. I'm reading a story. We thought it was just in the millions that the leftists have gotten in campaign contributions from FTX. It could be a billion with a B. We'll find out more shortly. Now, I'm just beginning to get started today. And so I can see why the West would hate Putin. And, oh, yeah, Putin, he, he got involved in the 2020 election. No, he did he? China did. China tried to get um, Hillary Clinton across the finish line. But we don't talk about that. China back. Joe Biden in 2020, you know, when he ran in 2020, there was a Chinese interference there. They own Joe. We know that. That laptop, they denied. They knew. Here's the worst part. Every one of those people that signed that letter saying this could be Russian disinformation knew 100% it was real. They lied to you. The elites will lie. They don't care. They'll step on you, spit on you. They'll shoot you in the back of your head if you get in their way. The elites that run the school boards, they'll call you a domestic terrorist and have the police tackle you when you point out that there was actual rape in their schools and it was my daughter, the father of the victim, is now the evil person. We've got to take it back. If we have any hope at all, for any time at all, we're running out of time. And that's what we'll talk about in just a moment. Like I say, today we were hoping to do the first program, Jim and I. I'm going to make it happen next week. Give us a little time to work out some technical glitches. I may be well set here in my little studio, but helping Jim get set up and him to connect to mine is, is, is the issue. We'll get it done. Do you believe in what we're talking about here? Like I say, I'm, I just want to make quick mention in case anybody's saying, well, you're a Putin papa. No, I'm not. I'm just pointing out what that man said, what the media says, and what you were led to believe. And how they suppress things like, oh, I don't know, corruption in Ukraine and money laundering in Ukraine and people getting big paychecks out of Ukraine for doing nothing. Who's um, the real deviant? There's a lot going on behind that a lot of people, if you watch MSNBC, you'll be indoctrinated never to know the truth as you're going in for your ninth booster shot. This month of December, it's beginning to look a little bit more optimistic in, in terms of this program, and I'm very thankful. But I'm realizing we're coming to what I would consider kind of a crossroad the direction the program needs to take, what God is laying on my heart to do. My ministry calling is deeper than my radio calling, and the two have got to work in tandem with each other. I mean, I can sit here and do what I just did for the last half hour, talk about all the worrisome and bad things in this world, but we also have to have hope. And my focus needs to move toward the hope side 
at least part of the time on this program and in other aspects of the work that I do. See, it's real easy to point out that the world is basically heading to hell rapidly. It's easy to point out the moral decay, even in many of our churches. But too many of us have a hard time putting a solution into practice in a hostile environment. Shortwave radio, uh, by the way, and I'll talk about this maybe tomorrow a little bit more, but some of my, some of the listeners to this program, great ham radio operators have given some suggestions on radios, and I'm going to kind of go through that, and and I'm going to get a couple of people. We're going to talk about, you know, your backup radio, the day that maybe as a podcast you can't hear it, but you'll be able to find it elsewhere, and other news from other places as well. We'll add all that in the, in the not-too-distant future. And so I want to thank all of those individuals that are giving me some excellent suggestions on radios. And I'll even toss in the one that I use um, as one that has worked well for me. If you believe in our mission and ministry, would you consider a financial gift to this ministry? Now, there are two ways to support us. Actually, yeah, two ways. You can go to the website, use Give, Send, Go. Many of you have been doing that, and I thank you for that. I truly do. Give, Send, Go. Give, Send, Go. And you'll find the link at our website, truththenumber2ponder.com. Truththenumber2ponder.com. We've stopped using other pay systems. I don't trust them. But Give, Send, Go has been actually very good. And I'm, I'm very happy with them. The other way is you can mail a check or money order to Truth to Ponder, Post Office Box 510, Post Office Box 510. The city is Chilhowee, Virginia, Chilhowee, C-H-I-L-H-O-W-I-E, Chilhowee, Virginia. Zip code is 24319, that's 24319, 24319. Make the check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. Once again, the mailing address, Post Office Box 510. And you can even write Ancient Word Radio on the envelope. It works fine. Um, Post Office here is wonderful to deal with. So it is Post Office Box 510, Chilhowee, Virginia. Zip code is 24319. 24319. And we will be right back with more of today's program. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Beerman. The prison song coming up. Shalom Aleichem. This is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now, it's the prison. It's dark. It's miserable. And there are prisoners in there. And they're used to being miserable. And they're used to having everybody be miserable. But instead, they hear praise. They're like thinking, what's going on in, in cell 125? Who are the new guys? Do they know where they are? They, they, they're crazy. Hey, guys, you know where you are? You're in prison. You're in a dark, depressing, hopeless prison. Cut it out. Stop singing. Stop making music. We're trying to be miserable. You're messing it up with the rest of us. This is the place of being miserable. Stop it. 
Well, that's what it was in some way for Paul and Silas. They're in prison and yet instead of getting depressed, instead of getting dark in the darkness, they praised God, they worshiped him, they thanked God and the whole prison changed because of it. Well, you know, the world is never going to be used to the light. Your situation is never going to be used to light, but you need to shine your light anyway. When it's hardest to shine your light, that's when you have to shine it anyway. When you don't feel like it, when your situation is like a dark, you're in a jail cell of a circumstance, that's when you need to shine the most. When it makes no sense, when it's inappropriate, when it's going to cause uh, it's going to cause a commotion, when it's completely uncalled for, shine your light. Praise him anyway. Rejoice Anyway, lift them up anyway. Do the right thing anyway. Follow God anyway. Shine your light. No matter what your circumstance, no matter what your problem, make a commotion of your joy. Start a disturbance of faith. Make an, uh, begin an uproar of righteousness and cause an explosion of light and let the world deal with it. Want more? Ask for The Midnight Miracle on CD. Now the free gift for you, the mystery hidden for 2,000 years in the sands of Judea. Better than Raiders of the Lost Ark and it's real. The Mystery of the Temple Doors on CD. You'll love it. And Sapphire is your daily spiritual vitamin supply for a victorious life in God. So how do you get these gifts free? Easy. Just remember the real name of Jesus, Yeshua, and you dial it. For your free gifts, just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to minister with me in bringing the good news back to the people who gave it to you. Israel, the unreached peoples of the world, every tribe and tongue on five continents. Amazing. You'll be blessed. It's the farthest way your life can ever impact the world. Blanket the earth with salvation. Shortwave Radio, you can be part. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. Or you can write me direct. Here's how. Let's write to the nice Jewish boy in box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. 7644. Well, until next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying Shalom Alechem. Peace be to you, my friend. In Messiah, keep singing, keep praising, keep rejoicing, no matter what, against the darkness. In Messiah, Tikvatenu, our hope. This is Truth to Ponder. With Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of our Thursday edition of Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. What a program we have had so far. And I felt, as I spoke to you from my heart, as I shared that particular speech from a world leader, and whether you agreed with who it is or not is irrelevant, what the content was is relevant. There's a lot going on in our world today. You know, we were talking before about some of this transgender stuff with children. And the medication they want to use on these little adolescent children is the same medication that the state of Alabama uses to castrate sex offenders. Now, there's something wrong with this thinking in our world. When did medical science go into mutilation? When did teaching go into indoctrination? And when did government go into absolute and unmitigated control of population? We're seeing it now. We're seeing evil raise its ugly head. Now, when we began the program today, I said that my goal for today was to have Jim Calhoun as my guest live on the program. And we'd like to start doing some programs together. And during the break, there was an email. I think I've got the technical problem solved, and we're about to find out. Jim, are you there? Yes, I'm here, Bob. 
Well, this for us is a first, doing a program together, at least on this part. And, oh, yes. And, and, and I think I think it's a great I think it's a great deal that we're trying this. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. It is. It is. And, and and I know you've been busy trying to work on equipment. You have no idea what I've been talking about for the first you know half of the program. And, and I got into a listener had shared with me a speech by a world leader talking about they're tired of the LGBT community trying to dominate our schools, our lives, telling us to dispose of our Christian heritages, trying to bury them, mock them, destroy them by government. The leader was Vladimir Putin, of all people, that made that that speech last week. And, and of course, he's the evil one. He's the guy that tried to steal the election. He's it, it makes you begin to wonder about the narrative. I'm not in, I'm not saying what he's done is right. I'm just saying, can you trust the narratives anymore? Can in, even- my, in my opinion, the answer is no, because I read that speech and I heard that speech. So I'm pretty well caught up with the first half of the show because I'm very well aware of what he said. And right now we have, I think, a narrative that's going out that's so false and so evil to try to mutilate our children and do yes. the things that everything is out there heading the wrong direction and one reason that Vladimir Putin and this is my opinion is so demonized is because he happens to have some morals I don't know how many but he does have his thought process is not in the LBGT whatever community mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. his thought process is more traditional and so therefore he's old school he's got to go you know you, you even even these woke churches in the united states and in europe and what have you ran into this story the other day and i saw this and i'm going you got to be kidding now i will tell you the story goes back a couple of months but you know you don't see them all the time this is a church in of all states texas and they're introducing children to drag bingo and a transparent closet. Oh, amazing. And this transgender ideology was first pushed on children through schools, often without the knowledge and consent of parents. And now this so-called church in Texas is opened up this transparent closet where children are encouraged to embrace the transgender lifestyle. And this is done without the knowledge nor the consent of their parents. Well, the way I see this is, of course, it's totally satanic. But if you think of things like a pendulum swinging, Mm -hmm. it's right now the people that are supporting all this debauchery and all this evil, they're swinging that pendulum so far to one way that when Mm -hmm. society finally snaps and it snaps back, and I think it will, you're going to see this total collapse of everything that they're trying to build because it's not built on a firm foundation it's built on lies and built on deception and mutilation of children and child abuse and you know everything else that encompasses this whole movement is evil and i've watched several videos here the last week of common people finally standing up absolutely and starting to not be vigilantes but they're taking control of the situation there was a group of young kids that went into a restaurant i think this was in the uk and so they decided they were going to do a sit-in in the restaurant and i don't know what they were protesting but they came in and said we're protesting and they sat down 
and it was an upper scale restaurant. And so the maitre d's and the cooks and the waitresses and the security, all the whole staff went and picked these people up and threw them out on the curb. <laughs> and I thought that was one of the best things I'd seen in a long time. You know, it's if a private restaurant is not your place for protest. It's private property. Right. Yeah, I, and by the way, I'm going to just add this before I get into the rest of this other story. It just before it just escapes me, you know, we, there was a there was that restaurant in Richmond, Virginia, that at the last minute canceled because the staff decided they didn't want this pro parent organization. You know, hateful, mean Christians, and, and you don't like us. You know, and so they wanted to cancel. And somebody said, see, you Christians are finally getting your due because you want to have the Supreme Court protect the baker. Well, there's a difference. And here's what people don't follow. When the person came in asking about a wedding cake, the deal was not accepted at the time. In other words, at the very beginning, no, we don't do that here, but you can get it done down the street. Exactly. In this case, this group had made reservations weeks and months ago for this day. They had paid money. They had a deposit. They had a binding contract to do this event. And then at 90 minutes before the event, they they choose to cancel because they didn't like it. Well, they had plenty of time. They knew this was coming for a long time. And I think they did it intentionally to cause harm. And if I was that group, I would be suing them for, oh, breach yes. of con- for breach of contract. Forget anything else. That's the only standing you need. Breach of contract. You knew who we were. You knew the event. You chose to pull a stunt to make something, uh, you know, to make a name for yourself. Well, my attitude is pay the price. Whatever monies we gave you needs to come back by a factor of 100. Like if we gave you $1,000, give us 100 grand and we'll walk away. I agree. I mean, this this is, I mean, this was, I believe, intentionally done. This wasn't a last minute, oh my Lord, they're, they're, they're Christians, we can't. They knew that up front. And you look at the restaurant, it's a woke organization. So they this was intentional. So I don't yeah, want to hear this nonsense. It's just sabotage. And see, that's where they're swinging that pendulum so far to, I'm going to say to the left, but to the woke and to whatever ideology they're trying to follow Mm -hmm. the pendulum has swung so far and all of these people that are in this movement they're kind of full of themselves they think that everything they can do they can get away with and you want to know something they made another mistake the wait staff made in that uh christians tend to be better tippers but that's another story they really are yes um when you get into this transgender stuff in the schools you know we, we see it everywhere even See, in Florida, it was beginning to happen in places like Broward County, and then there's another county that's that's pretty bad. That's that's Leon County. Leon County is where the state capital is, which was which means when you have government, it's a blue area. It's wokeism to the max. Even Columbia, South Carolina, is a blue place in a red state. Any area that is you know run, shall we say, all government cities. I don't care if it's Columbus, Ohio. It doesn't make any difference. But in Leon County, they had a transgender nonconforming student support plan that was filled out and, and made during a private meeting with students. And, and they don't talk to parents about this. this. This plan was discovered by a parent who, without this parent's knowledge or permission, a minor child, I might add, was asked to give their, their 
uh, status? Are you, you know, male, female? Do you, what's your preferred name? Your preferred pronouns? Are you non-binary? And the child indicated that while her parents were aware of her choice to identify as non-binary, they were not supportive and would not use her preferred name or pronouns. So, of course, the school thinks that's terrible. And so this is a 12-year-old. A 12-year-old. And, that's and, just sick. And so the the... So we we have these schools intervening and getting in the middle of parents. It's and, time and the, to homeschool. Absolutely, it's it time to pull the kids from the school because this child, this twelve-year-old child, mm-hmm. didn't have those thoughts in her head before this happened because those thoughts were put in their head by the mm-hmm. school system. And once you indoctrinate someone, you can tell anybody if they're growing up that they're something they're not. Exactly. And then later on, they find out that they were lied to and who knows how they react then. But I can tell you right now that the suicide rate and uh, just the mental illness that is in that generation is just already off the charts. And as time goes by and these young people grow up to be adults, what kind of adults are we going to have? I mean, really, how really grounded or centered are they going to be in anything in life if they don't know if they're a male or female you know there there's a reporter that went to a place uh, that, that had a, a so-called church with a family-friendly event called drag your kids to pride you know hey pride cometh before the fall by the way yes if you didn't know and drag bingo events and this was a church in katy texas i know where that is that's the dallas fort worth area and, and the, there's a place, First Christian Church of all places, hosting a drag bingo event. And it, it didn't appear on the church calendar. Um, and it was not on their Facebook page. But it was done and they had it. They just didn't want to have everybody know about it. I guess evil loves darkness. They don't want you to see just how evil we are. And so when you look at a church name, be very careful. You better do some research. Better find out about the pastor, what they preach, what they teach, what they believe, and look for certain giveaway words about who they claim they they are. Absolutely. And you'll Uh, you'll see it. Just a quick little story. I used to tune pianos, Mm -hmm. and I tuned pianos at a lot of churches. And a lot of the churches I tuned pianos for were small, and so the pastor would actually be the contact person or the person that would allow me into Mm -hmm. the sanctuary or the wherever they had their pianos. And while I was doing the pianos, I would not get preached at, but I would get uh, a good sense of where this pastor, where his heart was. And I can tell you that at least half of the churches that I did their pianos, I left just shaking my head wondering how they could be called a church. And that's been 15 or 20 years ago. It's worse. And uh, sure, it's worse now, but there are people that uh, I ran into that they weren't saved at all. They didn't have, uh, matter of fact, one of the pastors was telling me that the Bible was a book of myths and fables. And I was tuning the piano and he was trying to convince me that the Bible wasn't real. And that was in a church. And I, yeah. I just, I never went back to that one. I got to tell you a true story. I took over a church in uh, Sarasota, Florida. This has got to be 1998. And it was probably about the year 2000, 2001, somewhere in there. Uh, we finally had our first church website because, you know, hey, that's, you know, that was pretty big for us. A lot of churches were still doing yellow page ads, uh, but we had a website. And I got an email 
from a clergyman from a church in a nearby town of Tampa, Florida, who somehow ran across the church webpage and how we defined ourselves. And he wrote me and he said, do you really believe all this Bible nonsense? And he went on to go on. He said, there is no God. There is no virgin birth. There is no death and resurrection. And he's the pastor of an Episcopal church in Tampa. You must have ran into the same spirit that I ran into because that was pretty much the same thing I heard from a different person. So, mm-hmm. and so you know where that spirit comes from. And he's bragging about this. And I said, so then what would possess you to go to seminary and then take a job as the, as the pastor of an Episcopal church in Tampa? He goes, I like classical organ music, the big paycheck and the easy hours and a lot of golfing. Wow. And, and so what was, do you say? And, to that? He, and he was just like, you know, I, 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 I can, I can, I can do my five minute be kind of, you know, the, 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 the sky fairy thing is what he called him. You know, he'll stand before God. I never knew you. And oh, you're yes. going to find a lot of other pastors that will stand before God when he says, I never knew you. I agree. And, and people wonder why I'm trying to it's an uphill battle to start small churches. Now, I'm not going to be building any big cathedrals because the world today doesn't care. I'm going to be very happy to have 10, 20, 30, or 40 people in a small church I that agree. truly believe in the Word of God, that want to be fed the Word of God. I'll be happy to have an online radio ministry that may reach a few thousand worldwide, but they will be fed the Word of God. And what you just said is exactly the reason why God has put it on his heart or on my heart for me to help you with anything I can with the program. Because I know I see what you just said. It's evident. I see it. I feel it. Mm -hmm. And it's real. And we're living in such a phony cardboard cutout world. Yes. That having something that's real, a real fire for God, a real fire for humanity to try to spread the good word of the gospel and to be a pastor, be a good shepherd, uh, all those qualifications are starting to get very rare. Yeah. And I think that it's, in my opinion, uh, and in my spirit, I should say, is that uh, what you're doing with your ministry is uh, something I agree with one million percent. Very quickly, Oxford, Oxfordshire in the United Kingdom. They're going to have a climate change kind of controlled environment. In other words, you you can go out, but you can only go out 100 days out of the year because we have to save the planet from your man-made climate change. And people are putting up with this. I've been saying it. I'm going to I'm going to make this as clear as I can. Listen to me carefully. This climate change nonsense. And they try to give you this, these numbers in science and predictions, which never come true. But we've been getting warmer for years. I'm, I'm, I'll be 70 in a couple of years. I've watched the climate in the areas that I've lived at. And I've seen it warmer. I've seen it colder. And I've seen it warmer and colder again. So it does vary. And I understand things. You, we got to go back more than 100 years or 50 years. You need to go back. And we don't have the research to do that. But I want to throw this at you. Climate change and abortion and and transgenderism all have one thing in common. They are variations of neo-pagan worship. All of it. 
Agreed. From, from child sacrifice to worshiping of the planet to mutilation of our bodies. These are things that pagans did 5,000 years ago, 4,000 years ago. Absolutely. The same Antichrist spirit, the same Antichrist demons and spirits are still here and they're still demanding your worship. What say you? Well, I say that you're right on. And also, when people talk about a conspiracy theory, they wonder, well, how can it keep going generation after generation? Well, it's easy. It's because it comes from Satan. It comes from the architect that put it together. It still has those same spirits that you described. The paganism and all that is still alive and well because those spirits are still here and they haven't changed. And so maybe the players, the people that are involved have changed through the centuries. But the attitude and the whole system that Satan has put together to try to take down this world is still the same system that he put in years ago with the, all the, the first pagans and so forth. And so we're not fighting against people. We're fighting against spirits. We're fighting against the evil one. And that game plan that was set in place all those centuries ago is still the same game plan that we see being played out today. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Jim, there is no doubt about that. And I want to thank you for being with me today. This was our first experimental go-around, and I hope that it worked well for you. I'd like to get the input from listeners would you let me know if you enjoyed this segment that, that Jim and I just did? Would you maybe send me an email? Bob at truth, the number two ponder.com. Bob at truth, the number two ponder.com. You can go to our website, truth, the number two ponder.com. There you can even find our mailing address. And yes, I'll have Jim back on hopefully next week. I think we've got some of the bugs worked out. So I'm excited about this new chapter for Truth to Ponder. Do you believe in our mission and ministry? We really could use your help. You heard some of the things that are on my heart and my mind. And you are instrumental in making these things happen in this very troubled and very decayed world. If you believe in what we're doing, would you consider a gift to the ministry? You can do it from the website, truth2ponder.com. You can use Gifts and Go, a Christian fundraising and crowdsourcing organization that has been doing wonderfully for us. Or you can simply mail a check or money order made payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. And the mailing address for Ancient Word Radio is Post Office Box 510, P.O. Box 510. The city, the city is Chilhowee. One word. Chilhowee, Virginia. Chilhowee, Virginia. Zip code is 24319. That's 24319. And once again, I want to thank Jim Calhoun for, for being with me today. And I'm so glad that before the end of the program, the technology bugs can be worked out to have him on. Let me know what you think. And until tomorrow's broadcast, may God richly bless you. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth.
truth to ponder. Shining the light of truth in a darkening world.